1: <laughs> This is the Successful Life, it's Corey Barrier, yeah come learn with me, take you down the path of our journey. This is the Successful Life, it's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life, it's your time To live a successful life, you are tuning in to the Successful
0: Life Podcast. 3, Three 2, one, 1, let's go! Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, I am your host Corey Barrier and I am here with Jessica i almost said mclean which is not that's so not right is it mclaren is that how you say it mclaren
2: mcladden mcladden
0: McLaren. okay i can't say it as elegantly (laughs) as you can (laughs) don't feel bad jessica i screw up everybody's last name and it's really sad because i've known you for two three years now and plus you've been on the podcast before so it's really ridiculous that i don't know how to pronounce your last name but Everybody in my audience at this point knows I suck at last name. So, um, Jessica, how's it going?
2: Yeah, amazing, thank you. So good to connect and so good to be doing a second podcast, especially after that first one went viral over here in the UK. So it's fun.
0: Yeah, so I'm, you know, that makes me so excited that it actually, by the way, can you just tell a quick story really quick, just to feed my own ego? as to how you found out that it how somebody heard your story or heard our podcast it wasn't on a radio station or something
2: yeah so it was on a radio station in england uk and i was still in school at this time and my head teacher had come in to say to me Jess you've ruffled a few feathers in this building and I said well why is that and he says because you were on the radio last night and I said no definitely wasn't me wasn't on the radio last night and then somebody sent me the link to this radio interview but it turned out that your podcast had been played on an English radio station and had just went viral so it was pretty cool. Pretty
0: that's cool. So nice cool. You well, to me. <laughs> that was, uh, that's, I love that. That's such a good story. So Jessica, um, let's dive right in. So the last time we talked, if I'm not mistaken, you were working, uh, obviously you're working with children because you were working at the school. You're the assistant, you were the principal, assistant principal, which? will
2: Principal teacher.
0: Principal teacher. Okay. And And now you've taken, you've moved away from that. And now you are, you're running your own coaching practice full time, correct?
2: Exactly, exactly. So, what happened was I was making huge waves in education, exactly what we spoke about on that last podcast. But what I very quickly realized was that I couldn't make the change. I couldn't impact the number of people that I wanted to impact by being in the classroom. And so, I really quickly learned that in order to really truly create early intervention, I had to work with the adults around the children. So, the parents, the teachers, and so I decided to move away from the classroom and set up my own business. So I have my own business. Um, basically, I'm a family and relationships coach and an expert community builder. I build global communities which really support people to achieve elevated levels of success, and as I said, I do that through my personal business, but also through my company, which is called Next Level Life, with my business partner, Rachel.
0: That is absolutely, I love that. I think that's so amazing. Isn't it beautiful to know that, and when I say beautiful, like the concept of being an entrepreneur is very much, is a lot prettier than actually being an entrepreneur. (laughs) there's a lot of hoops we have to jump through that most folks don't even realize. Most people, I think, believe that, you know, by owning a business, you go and come as you please, you make uh, loads of money and you get to do whatever you want to do. And that's just really not it. I mean, for some folks, I'm sure that's the case, but at the end of the day, anybody that's super successful has to continue to work, right? Ed Milet, Andy Frisello, they're both, We're both in RHA. We both know them very well. And we both know that they work like insane hours. And, you know, but from the outside looking in, if you look at, you know, their Instagram life, right, Mm -hmm. it looks like that, you know, they're just like you and I, but they're super rich.
2: But that's just not the case. That's it. And people look at Instagram and look at our social media and our websites and all of these different things. And all they often see is the traveling around the world, you know, having meetings with influential people, uh, working with the children in different countries. But what they don't see is everything that goes on behind the scenes. And you're right, it is... um, Something that you're embroiled in many more hours than you might be if you were working a nine till five. But the difference is, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing something that you love, and if it's truly aligned with your core values, then it doesn't really feel like hard work, like grind in the typical That's sense.
0: A, I, I agree, and it's interesting because you know I have much longer days now than I did when I was working for, for somebody. But the fulfillment that I the, uh, the the fulfillment that I get from working for myself is significantly more than I ever got working for somebody else. And I got to tell you, I, you know, if it's up to me, I will never work for anybody else personally. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's been an interesting journey, you know, when I I left school and we spoke about my story in the the last episode that we recorded, when I left school as a single parent with two children, everyone was very quick to judge or celebrate and the ones that judged the questions were: why would you leave the security of a, a job in education, why would you give up paid holidays, why would you give up a pension, but again, you know, and people can listen to that other episode that we recorded, my limiting belief used to be that I was held back by the fact that I had children. And when I went to that Tony Robbins event, like we discussed, I quickly realized that I have to do everything I can to inspire my children, to inspire other parents that they can do it too. That actually there's limitless potential available to us all and remaining employed by somebody else was not creating my dream life, my family's dream life. It was actually creating somebody else's, and so taking ownership of that was huge. But people don't see what truly goes on, and so recently, as I as we spoke about Corey, Rachel, my business partner, and I embarked on a. a trip to Costa Rica and to America I left the kids at home for a month during a global pandemic when it's illegal to leave our front doors we embarked on this big journey and again lots of people were were asking me how could you leave your children at home how could you put other people's health at risk and the reality was we were allowed to travel because it was essential business travel My kids were inspired and celebrating what I was doing because they know, you know, there's a lot more to this global situation than is uh, in front of us. And to teach the world, you know, what is truly possible, what is truly possible and how taking a quantum leap is the catalyst to living that life of elevated success
0: absolutely so i do have a question what month was it that you went and did this
2: it was january january 12th we left the uk and then i returned home last week
0: attention contractors of the successful life podcast want to supercharge your business decisions we've got something just for you head over to our website successfullifepodcast.com and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning when hiring a leadership coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. Oh, so you just got back from this month-long trip.
2: Yep. Oh, okay.
0: So the reason I ask is because I too went, I guess it was in um March or April probably April April and maybe May or June somewhere in that vicinity is when I went and did my two different journeys
1: mm. of last
0: year and it was in the middle of the pandemic it was in fact ironically we were I was the first group back to the place that I went um during the pandemic they had been closed down right, like everybody, and when the first week they opened back up, I was there, because I was supposed to go um, the week that they shut everything down, and I was prepared, ready to go, and then everything shut down, so um, I was very fortunate in that respect, because there, well, first of all, there was only 10 people there, mm-hmm. um, and then the second thing, and and I, mean, I think I've shared this with you before, but What was interesting about this journey that I went on, the first one, is I didn't, I tried to control the experience. And what I mean by that is I had expectations when I went there. I had expectations of the outcome. And the reality is that's something you just can't control. Like, and so the second time I went, I interviewed the medical director at the facility that I went, and the first interview that we did, very similar to how you and I are talking, except for we were in person, the card ran out on the camera. So I had to do the whole interview over. I was furious, but I got to tell you, that was the spirit or the universe or mother, whatever you want to call it, saying to me, you need to listen this time because you didn't get it the first time. And let me explain what I mean by that. He asked me during the middle of the interview, he said, "Do you have control issues?" I said, "Well, you know, probably." <laughs> and the reason he asked me that is because I, I tried to control my first journey. and fortunately, by having that conversation with him not once but twice, it it took it, it took that second time for me to open my brain up and say, "Oh, He's trying to say something to me. And so fortunately I listened and that's when the magic happened was after that time, when he said to me, let, just let go, let the medicine do the work and don't try to fight it. And, and I just, and so I did exactly what he said. And I got exactly what he said I would get, which is exactly what I needed, which was, I understand now I understand that for the longest time, my value was reduced significantly, not by others, but by me, I didn't value myself. And the second thing that I also learned was that I need to be more patient. Now that wasn't a shocker, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, you know, and, and when, and when the, the value portion came up, in my stomach, Jessica, I knew what was trying, what what the spirit was trying to say to me, but I pushed it to the side because I didn't want to face it. Yeah. And, and very shortly after that, everything opened up for me. Everything happened, right? And, and that was the beautiful part of the journey.
2: It's all about surrender, right? it really is surrender. and that's the hardest thing it seems for us as humans to be able to do and that is the whole human race surrender is something that we struggle with hundred percent hundred percent
0: yeah I mean it's kind of like it's kind of like the masks right I despise the masks I hate it because I don't like being told what to do Mm. period by anybody by by you by my wife I don't I don't I don't I just don't want to be controlled yeah and and that has probably been my biggest issue with 2020 is I felt like I was in this bubble that I couldn't get out of because of the pandemic so to speak Mm -hmm. and So, I have my feelings on that. We don't have to get into that today because I'll go off on a rant, and people probably don't need to hear that. Because if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I, you know where I stand on this whole thing. So, where did you go exactly?
2: So, we left the UK. COVID tested with all of our documentation. So we flew from London via Amsterdam because it's the only place that we were allowed to transit through to Costa Rica. Now, our intention was to come to America. We were coming to America specifically for a conference, but having been in the UK, we had to be out with the UK for two weeks before the American government would allow us to enter the country. So what we did was we went to Costa Rica, Costa Rica as you Americans call it, and we went to a retreat called Rhythmia. So we went to Rhythmia and it was so exciting. It was a deep dive into our own, my name Rachel's, um, personal development, spiritual growth, route to transcendence, you know, whatever you want to call it. And not only did we do yoga, meditation, colonic irrigation, um, vegan diets, no alcohol, but of course we worked with the shaman and we did four ayahuasca ceremonies. So it was so interesting. I had no expectations. I didn't, I've never done psychedelics before. I I really did not know what to expect. Um, We chose Rhythmia because it is the number one rated resort in the world. It is the number one a clinic because it has the, the full medical clinic on site it's a licensed plant medicine retreat the first in the world and um, well it was sold as a high-end retreat so you know a bit of sunbathing and, and all of that was was good for the the soul um, so we went there no expectations and it's safe to say it's completely changed my life it's completely changed my life I'm a different person
0: yeah, I look, I, I get it. And you know what's crazy? It's the hardest thing to explain to someone mm. of, of what happened, what the transformation was, but at the end of the day, the end result was my life has changed, like yours, like like your life has changed because of this experience. And so for that reason, if if anybody that's listening, I would encourage you to delve into this and look at it and see if it's something that you feel like it's something that maybe you would need to explore because I will tell you, um, and, 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 you know, I'm it, it, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's Mm -hmm. it's scary. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. And literally, you know, if you go into it, like you said, Jessica, with an open mind, you will come out of the other side a, a different person. And I don't mean in a negative way. I mean, you're going to be able to see things that other people can't see. And I don't mean like some woo-woo psychic stuff, but it's almost like that, honestly. Yeah. like there, It's interesting. I The last two nights, I've been able almost to, and it's weird, but it's like I've been able to disassociate myself from whatever the situation is. And I can look at it from a 30,000 foot view. We hear 30,000 foot view, but I literally have been able to like separate myself. I don't know how to explain it. It's hard to explain, but uh, anyway. So what was your, um, what was your experience? What did you, um, what would you say were the number one and number two things that changed in your life? after this?
2: I mean it's a really good question so we had went there and you know knowing ourselves really well huge intentions about what we wanted to achieve there unshakable we can travel the world in a global pandemic we already you know live day to day with our quantum strategy we're really good at surrender but we went there to reach a higher level of consciousness now what's really interesting is you've said that I went there with no expectations and because I did the first night was was great I was the first person up at the shaman I was like give me a second cup give me a third cup and had it had a great time and and the first night was quite slow and I was given a like a almost like a movie reel of ev- all of my past experiences, but just a quick run through, a bit of a preview to what was to come the rest of the week. Um, night two was a completely different experience. I've never felt as much pain in my life as in emotional pain. I have never felt as much euphoria in my life but it was an absolute journey and one thing that i've realized about ayahuasca is that it's not fun there's definitely fun moments within an ayahuasca journey but it is it's work it's absolute work it's work on our souls it's work on everything that we've suppressed in the past even the things that we 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 can't remember suppressing um the third night I was over it. I was like, I am not having any more of this. I'm not interested. And I don't know if you've been to Rhythmia. Have you been to Rhythmia? I have not.
0: No, I have not.
2: A huge part of Rhythmia is there's always live music, and there's you know it's it's crazy. There's fifty people in the room. There's all this live music. There's all this different atmosphere going on. You can go outside. You can stay in the Maloka, whatever you want to do. But on the Wednesday night, it was it was. It felt like a party and I was refusing the whole thing. I was hiding under a blanket. I was refusing to watch anybody dance. And I didn't even go for a second cup of medicine or anything at all. But our fourth ceremony was a 12 hour ceremony. So it was a 12 hour ceremony with Colombian shaman. And what kept going through my head was, the more you the more you drink, the better results you're gonna have. Jessica, you cannot change the world if you cannot even get yourself up there and drink one shot of ayahuasca. So I really did. The biggest takeaways for me were that we as humans don't often take time to feel, to feel our emotions. Now, within the work that I do, one of the the steps within our quantum strategy is do something that scares you every single day do something that scares you every single day and I had a huge realization that for 95 percent of the population the thing that scares them every day is feeling their emotions so feeling was huge Breath work was huge. I didn't ever understand how powerful breath work was until I'd been to breath work classes there. Um, And really to love myself for myself and not for the work that I do for other people. So that was a big learning for me as well. But all about feeling, the power of feeling our emotions and how, especially, you know, as parents, we are very quick to shut our children's feelings down. And so coming home and working with my own children, but also, you know, in the family coaching space, my advice has been elevated like never before, internally and externally.
0: It's almost like the words. the best way I can describe it, it's almost like the word flow out of your mouth, and you're not even sure, sometimes, for me, I'm not even sure how they got there. Yeah. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Mm. And I have to realize that it was there all along. I just didn't recognize it.
1: Mm.
0: So, I think that's really interesting. Is that, um, that's, is that, what's the guy's name? Um, the, uh, he was a bodybuilder, Dorian, yeah, Dorian. Dorian, now, is that his place?
2: No, I think he went to Saltaris, which is another yeah. place in Costa Rica. Yeah, I think he went to Saltaris, which is where Brian Rose went as well. Which is a smaller, a smaller setting.
1: So
0: let's talk about Brian Rose for a second. So Brian, yeah. Brian is honest to God. Brian is the reason that I got turned on to this because I watched his documentary and he really what i think impresses me the most about brian and i don't know that if you have feelings one way or the other towards brian but from what i know about him which is not a whole lot um but what i can tell is i believe that he is a guy that pulled himself away from the rat race of wall street i don't know if it was wall street but it was something very similar Mm. um and just divorced himself from all of the day to day and went and took this retreat and it set him on a totally different path and i wanted that i wanted something different i wanted to maybe i wanted to feel differently maybe i wanted to see i don't i don't know what it was but but his story was spectacular
2: yeah so that was his that documentary so it was released what about a year ago and um, so that was one of my friends is friends with Brian Rose and the team and he'd been to the premiere in London and then went to Saltaris came back and told me about it and a week later we went to Rhythmia but that was Brian Rose's second time doing ayahuasca and he didn't want to go he really heavily resisted that second time because you know what it's like when you're there you purge you feel it's not fun it's absolute deep diving learning and growing and so I know that he was he was terrified to go and have that experience again so at the time of him going he he's obviously influential in London he's heavily into politics and I know on his return that what he felt was a completely different sense of duty to the citizens of London. And so his mission was stronger. He approached it from a different way, you know, away from the ego and from this real heartfelt urge to create change. And it's been really interesting lately because in the UK, we are in complete lockdown. We're not allowed to leave our houses unless we're going to the supermarket or unless you're an essential worker. Um, you know, Children aren't at school, you're not allowed to do anything. So he very recently, Because our elections, he's running for mayor of London at the moment, our elections in May. And so he's been out in his COVID safe bus. He set up a a digital station within it. So he goes to each borough of London and communicates with people through his social media channels, but from within the bus so that he's in proximity to them and still doing the traditional rounds. But while he was doing that just a few weeks ago, when we were in America, actually, He was arrested. He was arrested. Did you see that?
0: I did see that. Yes.
2: And I think just two days ago, he published on his social media the documentation from the police with the reason that he was arrested. And actually, none of it was sensical. So he went straight back out on the road and is, is doing it again, doing it again.
0: What did he get arrested for?
2: Because they said that he was breaking COVID rules. Now, if you use, don't quote me 100% on this, but I think the rules are, if you're campaigning, you can campaign using your, your team. So as long as they're employed by you, they can deliver the leaflets, they can do you know all of the jobs that are part of the campaign. But what he'd done was he'd used a team of volunteers Now, because they were volunteers, not employees, that was where he was crossing the line in terms of what was legally allowed and what's not.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. But it's
2: worked in his favor. He's had all of this additional media attention. He's, you know, created a bigger message around what he's doing and the global situation. And yeah, it's it's worked in his favor as these things always do. Just with my trip, just with Brian Rose, just with what you do on a daily basis. Some people love it, and some people are really uncomfortable and challenged by it. Either way, you're creating impact.
0: That's right, and and you know, if, uh, and I hope you know whoever everybody listening to this. I hope that you really, really soaked in what she just said because it was so important. Um, you're not for everybody, and I'm not for everybody. And guess what? I'm gonna piss some people off, and I'm also gonna make some people happy, and that's okay. So when we you know, I think a lot of times we try to we try to we try to be the person for everybody, and it just doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? It just doesn't work, and and at the end of the day, you're you're gonna upset somebody and I don't care who you are or what you do. That's just a fact of life. And the sooner people can recognize that, I think we'll be in a better spot. You know, because, yeah, it's been a hard lesson for me to learn because, you know, uh, growing up, I was somewhat of a people pleaser. And and it it just doesn't work. You can't please everybody. And you can't Mm -hmm. keep... You're always going to have somebody that's upset with you, always.
2: And you can also keep a facade, you know, for so long. You, your authentic self comes out eventually. And then again, people, you're open to criticism. So and I think that was the ayahuasca journey as well. What, you know, as with all self-development and actually why people are so interested in self-development right now is we've had so much time with ourselves me myself and I that we've all been forced to look inwards we've all been forced to deep dive into what is truly us what truly serves us we did that on another level using ayahuasca you know absolutely stripped ourselves right back to to our souls essentially and and that's that's the core of personal development the truth is that when we live authentically as our true selves at soul level and when we live in alignment with our core values our true mission purpose and passion in life then that is when we have success but it's when we're putting on this facade or putting energy into something that doesn't serve us that we don't see the results and ultimately Corey that's why you and I coach and that's why we're successful because we really truly have done the inner work and one thing people say about ayahuasca is that it supports you to be unbotherable unbotherable and i think working within this space we have to be unbotherable
0: yeah i agree and you know one of the things that i think is important for everybody listening if you think that going on an ayahuasca journey is the work, you're dead ass wrong. Mm. Um, the work really happens, at least for me, and, and you can share about your experience, but for me, it was the week after. It was the week I got back. It was getting on the airplane and having to put a mask on, which I despise, and a kid screaming, crying beside of me the whole way home. And I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Because reality set in real quick. Now, the one before that, the time before that, that I went and and did my journey, I drove. So I didn't have to deal with anybody. And I came home and I took the week and I just integrated back into society, so to speak. And that integration is a key, key portion of doing ayahuasca. It's so important because if you don't integrate the right way, I believe things can go sideways. And that's really where the work is being done. Would you agree, Jessica?
2: Yeah, 100%. So they told us that integration can happen for 21 days, up to nine months, if not longer. But again, it's a choice, isn't it? And everything in life, we've got a choice. We can take what we've learned and we can use it. Or we can ignore it. And again, you know, whichever direction we choose, one of my my favorite quotes is that an insight. So when we catch an insight and we propel it with action, well, that's what creates freedom. And you're so right. We did exactly the same thing. So we did the retreat in Costa Rica. We actually stayed in Costa Rica for an additional week just to integrate, take some time to process everything that we'd learned. Then we came to Miami for our business conference and we were excited and we were in this heightened state. And we were like, "Yep, this is the new us out in the world, ready to, you know, elevate in in life and in business. And then I got to a point about a week later. So I'd been in Miami for around eight days, I think. And all of a sudden I just made the decision like that, that I had to come home to Scotland because I had to come home and see whether I was going to still be in that elevated state, integrating everything in real life as I had been whilst I was out of my real life situation. So I came home and um, I, I feel differently. I was thinking about selling my house before I left. I came home and realized that I'm not attached to my house on any level. The kids, we were having great conversations as we always do, but they were next level conversations. And then I was on the phone to a friend and he said to me, how, how is everything? How's everything at home? I said, it's brilliant. I'm completely unbotherable. And at that moment, my front door opened. My son came in, ran up the stairs and I shouted to him, have you taken your shoes off? And then I was like killing myself laughing. I'm like, I'm still botherable, I'm still botherable. But what was really interesting, a friend who'd been in Costa Rica with us today said that he he realized that he was exactly the same person but for the first time ever, he was truly authentically himself. He knew himself more than he'd ever known himself before. And yeah, I thought I love, that, that, was yeah, a, I that, that was a good insight, yeah.
0: yeah. It really is. And, you know, I, I saw some amazing transformations while I was there. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, one of the guys there, uh, he turns out he's gay. I actually had no idea. And his dad was there and his sister sister was there. And he came out mm. uh, right after that first experience. And he said, you yeah, know, I, I just don't understand why I've been fighting this for so long. And it was really cool to see, to be honest with you. And he and his dad actually bonded um, at a level like they had never bonded before. Yeah. And it was just, I found it so fascinating. Um, Yeah, it's it's amazing. The experiences that can come out of using psychedelics, whether it be ayahuasca or LSD or mushrooms or whatever, um, those... It, if you do it the right way and you do it usually under supervision, right? You're th- Look, you're not going to want to take any of these things and go out and party. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about taking these plant medicines and using them for a deeper level of spirituality, a deeper level of consciousness, uh, or better yet, maybe even opening it up, opening up the, uh, a level of consciousness. And it absolutely does that. And you know, it's been, uh, it's been a game changer for me. I got to tell you.
2: Yeah. Another huge lesson from the experience, the whole experience. And, and it's about so much more than the plant medicine, but you're right. The spiritual practices was live in the present, live in the present moment. Don't record the past, but create the future. That was a huge message that I got. Um, live in the present moment and that life is truly a human experience to be enjoyed you know every opportunity every challenge it's all just part of our human experience and just to celebrate every single aspect of it because we've been put on this planet to learn to grow to evolve but to really enjoy that's what we're here for to enjoy and so that was a huge takeaway for me as well and something that I've created a course around since I've come back is trade expectation for extraordinary you know don't live what society expects you to live you know you don't have to do a nine to five job you don't have to earn a certain level of income to be happy you don't need to retire at a certain age you know work as many days as you want live life how you want you know trade expectation for extraordinary that's a huge... I love that. Yeah.
0: You know, I was watching something the other night, and I'm sure you're familiar with this gentleman. I can't remember where he's from, but his name is David Icke. Hmm. So I was watching this thing with David Icke, and he's an interesting guy, let me just tell you. I, and I don't—I haven't watched the whole thing, so I can't really give you insight on what how I really feel about all of it. But he said something really important. He said, you know, um, he said... Right now, this, this moment right now is all we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. He said, if you think about it, um, in the, if you think about the past, that's the past. If you think about the future, that's the future. Now, what I'm saying, it sounds like common sense, but I don't think people really stop and think this is the only time in our lives that we'll ever experience this moment mm-hmm. right here, right now. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow it doesn't matter what happened yesterday only matters what's happening right this second yeah and i was like wow he's he's absolutely right like what in, in your point to living in the past like when when he said that i it's almost like you have to ask yourself well why would i ever look to the past for anything because it's gone like it's over it's done You can't get it back. You can't change it. The future, however, I believe that you can manipulate the future with your mind. I believe that you can visualize what you're going to do in the future. Now, I don't know that you can carve it out perfectly, but I believe that you can um, influence the future with, through visualization meditation. And, and, and I just believe that, but, I, I do believe that, and but what I don't, but again, what I think is very interesting about what he said was, it's it's right now. That's all you have to worry about is right here, right now on whatever today is, February the fifteenth. At uh, in my time it's three forty-three, and for you it's probably like ten o'clock at night. But um, you know, so I, I just thought it was really interesting because we we think about go go go. We we've got to do all these things but really we just have to be here right now.
2: Yeah, and what's really interesting, what I love about what you just said, Corey, was we, we can control the future but that's only by embodying our future self in the present moment. So everything that we are doing right now in this exact moment is creating our future reality. And so you're right, we do have control over that, but our control lies within this present moment. And, you know, exactly, it was funny, I read that exact that exact same quote today, which is really interesting, we're very aligned. We're always very aligned. Um, But that's why it's so important that we encourage people to feel, because in order to be able to let the new in, we have to be able to let go. So heal and surrender the old. And when we feel our emotions, then we have a choice. We have a choice to surrender it, channel it, or heal it.
0: Agreed. Totally agree
2: so so important so feeling things so that we're open in the present moment so that the new can come in but absolutely every single thing we are doing in the present moment is creating our future reality
0: absolutely and guess what we all have decisions right and and if you make a bad decision there are consequences with that and if you make a good decision there's consequences for that and and We've all made bad decisions in our lives. And at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you make really, really bad decisions. And sometimes we make really, really great decisions. And you got to be okay with that. But you got to know that it's your decision, right? Nobody forced us to do this podcast today. It was a decision. And I think it's important to remember that, that you have a decision if you want to, make a change in the world that's a decision if you don't want to do anything and not help anybody that's also a decision and guess what to not make a decision is the decision
2: yeah yeah that's right it's true it's true and the truth is that anybody can have anything there is truly infinite potential available to us all but you're right it's our choice to be consistent to be disciplined in our actions and to have commitment to our goals or not we always have a choice
0: so sure absolutely um so what so what was your what was your week like after you uh, well let me ask you one, uh, one other question first so the first question would be Did you do the four ceremonies four days in a row?
2: Yes, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah.
0: Okay, they were all at night? Yes. Okay, because where I went, we do one on a Friday night, we do another one Saturday morning, and then we do another one Saturday night.
2: Okay, okay.
0: And and for me, I really enjoy the daytime ceremony. Um, I'm not sure why, I just, uh, I I think I do know why, actually. it's in this really cool and in, I'm going to sound like I'm a, you know, a hippie or something, but it, you're in this really cool, like forest area with these weird trees, weird meaning they grow in kind of odd, odd shapes or not odd shape, but odd direction. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you're in this. Kind of like a clubhouse sort of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you're in this, area that's not on, it's just so peaceful. There's, you know, there's leaves, there's, it's green. I just, it's almost like you're stepping into a a safe place, if you will. Now, when you stepped on property at this place, did you feel differently?
2: So I would say that I felt differently four to six weeks before I even went to Costa Rica. The minute that I'd made the decision and made the investment, the medicine started working within me, 100%. So beforehand, we were meditating, visualizing, and Mother Aya was 100% coming through, 100%. Love that.
0: Now, what kind of dieta were you on?
2: So it was completely uh, vegan, plant based, no alcohol, no sugar, um, yeah, completely clean, completely clean. For two weeks before and two weeks after.
0: Yeah, no meat, right? At all.
2: No, no meat. However, when we were there, there was always a fish option. So you were allowed fish, but you weren't allowed um, like garlic or certain spices, no sh- sugar, all those things. No yeah, coffee. You,
0: yes. So co- uh, they limit, for me, they eliminated the coffee, garlic, onion, um, red meat, dairy. Uh, of course, alcohol, which I don't drink, um, prescription medications, yeah. for the most part, not all of them, but, but basically all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I hurt my back years ago, and I had been taking pain medicine for years, not in an irresponsible way, just because that's what I needed to take for my back. But mm-hmm. after that experience, I didn't have the desire to take that medicine anymore, mm-hmm. period.
2: Yeah, they say it helps a lot of people in that way. I didn't have any ailments or injuries or or anything like that. However, I did have the very cool experience of receiving surgery you know lots of people talk about the surgery happening and I had a whole um surgery I had a DNA recoding at one point I was told showing it was very visual for me that I was an amazon queen and I was instructed to go to the the shaman and I had to say to him, and people think you're nuts if they've never had this type of experience, but I had to stand in front of the shaman with my hands on my hips and tell him to give me a special blessing in a language I didn't yet understand. And then all of the shaman came and they're waving the, the feathers at me and, you know, spitting the stuff in your the, face. The, and, the holy uh,
0: water or the, was it holy, not holy water. It's some kind of water.
2: Yeah. So we had a full on ceremony where I was like initiated as this Amazon queen and, and it was incredible. But then when I returned to my mattress, again, it sounds crazy if people haven't experienced it, but this is a call to go and look it up if it's something that interests you. So then I went back to my mattress having after having this most euphoric experience. And then I hit the worst pain of my life. I experienced every ounce of pain I've been through in my life and not just my own pain but also the pain of people around me it was it was huge but again feeling all of those moments really feeling them because I'd obviously suppressed them previously then allowed my body to feel like it had been cracked open and ready for all of the new to filter in. Which was exciting. Yeah,
0: so exciting. So, uh, all right. So we're getting close to time, but I did want to ask you, you know, Jessica, do you feel like you will be called back to the medicine?
2: Yeah. So we're going to go once a year as part of our business strategy. Um. So we're we're going to go again next January, a hundred percent. And at the moment that terrifies me because it's it's work it's real work it's real work and I just don't know what else can possibly come up that hasn't yet
0: you know it's interesting inter- that is a very interesting question because it feels like you know when you go through the experience obviously purge like I mean like crazy and it's and you're right it's not fun but you know there's a level of bravery I think that you feel or confidence maybe that you feel after going through an experience like this and maybe it's because we walk into this not really knowing and we have to trust Mm. the spirit mother ayahuasca we have to trust that we're going to come out of the other side of this okay and for a lot of people this scares the shit out of them Mm. right it scares the hell out of them to even think that they're not in control for that period of time and I was never really scared. I was never, I, I wasn't worried. I wasn't really scared. I wanted the result
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and I knew that I needed the result.
2: Yeah. We were given three questions. So we had three intentions for ceremony. I don't know if yours was the same, but the first question was show me who I've become show me who I've become and when you were given that answer and you acknowledged it then you moved on to merge me with my soul at all costs so merge me with my soul at all costs and then the third question was heal my heart and once you'd completed those three questions then you could say Who am am I um, put in this world to be? What am I in this world to do? Now, we had went specifically with intentions about how to elevate our business to the next level. So within um, Next Level Life, we have like three stages. So we have become unshakable, then we have go quantum. And the stage that Rachel and I are working on right now is what we call transcendence. So tapping into that higher consciousness. Now, I don't know about you, but I was given really clear downloads. And this is where I would really encourage entrepreneurs to try this experience. So I was given really clear downloads on where my business is going, where I had to work, what our social media strategy is, um, and, and the outcome of the work that we're doing. It was crystal clear. And that was one of our If you go there willing to do the work on yourself first and foremost, but also with a clear business intention, then you can have incredible results in life and in business. You
0: just have to be open for the result, right? Yeah. You have to be open for the medicine to do. And I got to tell you, um, and, and then I, I, we'll, we'll wrap up, but I, I literally, and this is no joke, honest to God, I literally had to say to myself, or Mother Ayahuasca, almost like a prayer. I, and, and it was, I shut my eyes and I'm like, Mother Ayahuasca, I need you to come into my body and do whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. I repeated this over and over. And the second that I let go yeah. was when the medicine started working. And it was like, night. in the second I took it back, it stopped. It was bizarre. It was literally like an on-off switch. Mm-hmm. And so, and that happened three or four times after the first time I let go, because I would take it back. And then I, I would sit there and I'm like, what happened? Oh, Corey, you stepped back in. You didn't let the medicine work. You didn't let Mother Ayahuasca do what she came here to do. So stop trying. And this is the, literally the dialogue I had with myself.
2: But this is the message for life. And this is a really good place to end this interview. But this is the message for life. It's when we have absolute certainty about what we're here to do. It's when we have unwavering belief in ourselves. And then we're when we're willing to surrender. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by tapping into the unseen forces, which is our spiritual practice. It's when we live life through celebration. And when we do those things that scare us, such as feeling. So when we surrender and instead focus on those things, well, guess what? That's when you see the results. Just like with ayahuasca, that's when you see the results in life and in business.
0: I agree. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on again. i really, really enjoyed this. I'm so happy to hear about your journey. And I have a feeling in 2021, I'm going to be going and taking a third journey because you know what, at the end of the day, this is going to be part of my life, I think, because I want to keep getting better. I want to dig deeper. I want to become more.
2: Yes, the best version of you. I love that. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Jessica, can you tell everybody where they can find you really quick?
2: Absolutely. So I am on Instagram at Jessica McLaren and my website is jessicamcLaren.com.
0: Fantastic. We'll put it all in the show notes. Thank you very much.
2: Okay. See you, you soon. Right. If you took
1: anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review and go check out some other episodes on Successful SuccessfulLifePodcast.com.
0: and see you on the next episode.